I don't know. Is it this thing that's working or is it? Well, I hear you clearly from the microphone. So, but sound quality wise from this is good. Fantasmic. I love it. Fabulous. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your co-host, Coach Gio. With me is the electrifying Sparky, also known as Mark. We're here to talk to you about everything that has to do with being an entrepreneur. The day in the life, the do's, the don'ts, the fears, the dreams, and everything in between. So we've been talking about getting this thing together for a little over a month now. How are you feeling for episode one? I'm loving it. You know, it's it's a great project. You and I have known each other for a few months. And, you know, business-wise, we see eye to eye. We click. Uh, we've had some fantastic discussions, some interesting arguments. Uh, so I think to bring our chemistry to the entrepreneur world uh, is a gift that we can offer to everyone. Absolutely. And I know you got a lot to say about it. And I got a couple of things on my mind I'd like to put to a so to see paper. Um, so let's hit it off with uh, an introduction. You are a business and personal coach. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what a business coach does? Absolutely. So to make it simple, you've got sports teams that try to win the championship, right? When things aren't going well or when they need to hit the next level, one of the things that they do is they change the coach. So I do the same thing when it comes to businesses, especially with entrepreneurs. I can come in. I help you evaluate your day-to-day, -day, uh, clean the foundation, make sure that everything is optimized. So if your business is going through a tough spot, we can bring it back to health. Or if you want to make it grow, we can build that strategy so that you build slowly and ensure yourself long-term success. That's an amazing concept. I mean, you must be busy like all crazy. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm never bored. Uh, I work with a lot of great entrepreneurs. I've had a lot of great success. I've been doing this for about 15 months now. And, uh, you know, it's who wouldn't want to have somebody in their corner to give them advice and give them support and help them reach the next level. Right. Well, I mean, especially with what everything is going on with the pandemic. I mean, I'm sure a lot of uh, entrepreneurs are struggling with what to do next, how to rebrand themselves, how to make money. And especially if their business took a hit during the shutdowns. I mean, I know I took a hit during the shutdowns, but, um, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, you're not. And there's a lot of people out there and, you know, th this is being an entrepreneur is hard, man. This is the one thing that people think that starting out a business is easy. This shit is hard. And it is the hardest thing that you're ever going to do in your life. And there's no days off. So, you know, you need that support. You need that love. And, you know, that's what I try to bring to the table. And as the shows go on, you know, we'll, we'll get to talk more about the services and experience that I have. But now it's time to introduce yourself, wonderful Mr. Sparky, and everything that you do. Well, you know, I mean, uh, just to come back a little bit on what you had said before I go into my intro, the um, the funny little quid bit that I like to say to a lot of people is I quit my job because I didn't want to work nine to five. And I started up my business. Now I work 24 <laughs> seven. The life of an entrepreneur. 
If you think you're only going to do it nine to five, you're sadly mistaken. You know what? I wouldn't change it for the world and everything that I have going on. I mean, it's it, there's a lot of little things, but there's a couple of big things, too. I run uh, a conglomerate of construction companies. I actually, well, companies plural because there's more than one, but there is actually two. We are general contractors and electrical contractors. And you may be asking yourself, how do I sleep at night? Well, the simple answer is I do not because I have other things that I have going on as well. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm always on the lookout for where the next dollar is coming in. You know, I mean, I have my two mains that I put, uh, I'd say about 99% of my focus on and my remainder 1% with all the whatever time I have in the background, I try to make up for. Uh, I mean, I had the little drop shipping coffee, coffee thing that I'm starting up that's taking way too long for me to get off the ground because I can't figure out names for the damn coffees. Um, what else do I have? Going back with the construction industry, I uh, started up a, well, I took a page out of your playbook and decided to become a, not a counselor, coach, consultant. consultant. That's the one. There you go. It seems like a lot of people are becoming consultants these days. Is it just me? No, it's, uh, you know, it's the flavor of the, I guess, of the year. Uh, there's a lot of consultants. There's a lot of coaches, which you got to be careful because, you know, you, you really got to check out the experience and the success and everything, you know, finding the right coach or consultant is a lot like finding the right girl for you. It's, you know, you got to meet with them. You got to make sure that, you know, you connect with them uh, and that they know what they're talking about. And that's not easy. And you, with your experience, uh, you know, in, in the construction and the, you know, as an electrician, and everything in that field, you uh, you bring a wide range of opinions and you're a no bullshit kind of guy, which people need to have in their corner. You're not going to tell people what they want to hear. You're going to tell people what they need to hear, which doesn't happen very often today. Well, I think that comes with my experience from being on a construction site for the last decade or so. I mean, there's no BS happening on site. Uh, so I think I just bring that on to the business that I come off of. I mean, I know people who are looking for honesty with entrepreneurs, especially contractors. We get a bad rap sometimes because there's a lot of shady actors out there. Y'all are crooks. They, they are, man. They say one thing. They'll take your money. Say, listen, I need like 75% upfront cost. They'll start the work, maybe getting like a, a solid week. Something else will either come up or they'll, they'll run their company down into the ground and go bankrupt, take your money and run. And that, that puts a foul mouth in people's mouths, man. I mean, it's, it's a tough business. So I figured with coming in honesty, I mean, even if you don't know me, I mean, I'm not going to BS you. If you don't need something done in your house, I'm going to tell you, you don't need this done in your house and you're wasting money. I'll do it if you want me to do it. You know, I ain't opposed to making a buck. But it's not something that's necessary. And I think that's the way that I run my business. And I think that's, that's been pretty good for me so far. You know, I mean, it's people have responded positive to it. And I think that's an important lesson for a lot of entrepreneurs to understand. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Honesty really is the best policy. So your mom was right. And we learned that like in grade one. Yeah, I'm still teaching my kids about that one. <laughs> and we always will. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, so let, let's jump into some topics that, you know, we want to talk about in episode one, uh, you know, kind of like smoothly transition ourselves into, uh, into our content. Uh, so I'll let you, uh, Mark, lead the way into uh, our first topic, and uh, I'll ride shotgun with you. All right, so off the bat, this, ep- this podcast, not just episode, but this podcast is titled The Entrepreneur. So 
let's discuss a little bit about what an entrepreneur is. What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? I'm sure people are dying to know. It's a crazy person willing to give up their life to reach their dreams. I would agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) (laughs) So an entrepreneur for me, I think it means if I were to, to riff off a little bit about my own experience, being in the, an electrician for you know a decade plus, it um, was always hustling for the boss. Always, you know, go here, do that, try to make some money for the, for the boss and get the accountant working so he can you know, put pen to paper. You get your check at the end of the week, you can go home and that's it. You don't have anything to stress about. But the big drawback was every couple of months or so, projects would die. And what happens when a project dies or when an employer runs out of work? Well, you get laid off. And I was tired of hustling for the man. So I came on and I said, you know what? If I'm going to hustle, I'm going to hustle for myself. And I think that's what an entrepreneur is. I mean, it's someone who decides wholeheartedly that it's a do or die moment that you got to get out there and you got to hustle and you got to meet people and you got to, you know, sign contracts for your own personal benefit. And if you don't perform, you don't eat. I mean, I think that's that's the basis of what an entrepreneur is, someone who's got the guts to go out and get the glory. Absolutely. You know, we, we hear it often, you know, I'm fed up on my boss. I'm fed up of this. I'm underappreciated. Well, being an entrepreneur allows you to put your money where your mouth is and put in that, after, you know, personally, I was a guy that, uh, you know, no matter what job I was at, I was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week. Um there was a pro sports team that I worked for that I used to go up and above hundred hours a week, but at a certain point, you know, the effort and the income don't match up, which is why, uh, you know, in September of last year, I said, you know what, I'm going to try and give it a go on my own. I'm still putting in the same amount of hours, but now I'm my own boss chasing my own success and everything depends on me. So uh, it's scary. It has its ups and downs. Uh, you know, you can't call in sick, but if you do it right, which is the big thing, if you do it right, the payoff can be incredible. Absolutely. hundred percent. And you know, it's not just monetary, it's time. You, you put in a lot of time in the beginning and in the, the first couple of years could be, could be five years. It could be 10 years. Shit. It could be 15 years, but if it's done right, your biggest reward asset is time maybe look i mean i got into this in the beginning i was like i'm gonna be rich <laughs> fuck that i ain't gonna be rich yet my, my kids are probably gonna be rich you know i ain't living on a yacht my, my grandbabies might but like i said if it's done right um and doing it right how how what does that mean doing it right what exactly do entrepreneurs do to do it right? You know, I mean, is it, uh, I think in my mind, it's all management. You know, I came, in, I came into to this not knowing how to manage anything except for a construction site. I don't know how to manage books or paperwork or employees. You know, I know how to manage crew members. That's what I do. But, you got to be willing to learn. You know, what, what I often say when, I, when it comes to an entrepreneur is I use the example of a pizza chef, a pizzaiole, right? So a guy can make a great pizza. Doesn't necessarily mean he can run a restaurant. That's true. Because you could be great with the dough and the ingredients, right? And pull out a killer pizza. 
But then when you got to figure, you got to take care of restaurant decor, staff, ordering plates, you know, HR and everything else. There's a lot of learning to do on the fly. So, you know, it's all about learning about management. Uh, you got to be flexible. You got to be humble. Because you're going to learn that even though you've got a great idea, that you're going to make mistakes, you're going to have to adjust. And even just as little as three months down the road, your, your initial plan will have been completely changed from everything that you've learned from throwing yourself into entrepreneurship. 100%. And I think a, a great resource for learning about what to do and what to not to do is this podcast. So click that subscribe button and get notified every time we upload a new episode. That's a great plug. I love it. I have to throw it. it in. People have to know. They have to be told what to do. But you know what? That's another example of what you need to do as an entrepreneur. You got to sell yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that's one of the things that you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are afraid to do. It's almost, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are afraid of success. Like if you open up your own company, tell everybody, message everybody, you know, your, your best marketing is always going to be word of mouth. And if you're afraid to get your friends involved and, you know, to try to get them on board, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they got to be a customer, right? Like in general contracting or as an electrician, you know, it's not necessarily like, okay, well, just because Mark's an electrician, I'm going to install a whole new lighting system in my house. No, but you know, you can refer the hell out of you. Absolutely. You know, the, the more you, people, th there's so much support and love that you can go out of your community, but no one's going to do it. If you don't talk about what the hell you're doing. That's just it. When I started off, I used to, you know, you pick up things as you go and you start to realize the obvious things like nobody's going to buy from you if you do, they don't know you that you exist. So one of the important things in the beginning is marketing and word of mouth marketing. A lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs miss the boat on that one. They don't send out uh, emails. They don't make phone calls. Hell, social media, they don't post about what it is that they're doing. They make a page on Facebook and they hope that people find it. Well, nobody's going to find you if they don't know what the hell to look for, you know? I mean, word of mouth, we're going to talk about this in later future episodes about word of mouth marketing and referral marketing and business, uh, business generation leads and all that. And, but and it's, it's a do or die in any business, any company that you open that sells a product or a service or, or anything. Marketing is key. It's, a, it's your make or break moment. And in the digital age, doesn't have to cost much. Man, it, it cost me nothing. <laughs> you can go out and get a MailChimp account, have 2,000 people on your list for free. I don't know if anybody knows that, but you can do that. They, they have that, you know, that's their, their initial uh, plan. And Facebook, I mean, you have that little button in there that says add friends. People, friends of friends, you go, you find people, you grow your list. When I started, I had 176 friends on my Facebook account. Now I'm over 3,000. LinkedIn is the same thing. And all these platforms that are underused or used wrong to showcase what you had for supper are you're, if you're, if you're not, you mean showing last night's steak is not going to bring me a new client? Unfortunately, unless you're a chef, no, it's not. 
Aww. You can you can post pictures of food, but make make sure that's within your industry. I find the biggest um, the biggest problem a lot of people have is consistent branding on social media. They post a lot about various little things. If you consistent with your online branding and your online marketing, even just simple posts, man, make it um, as interactive and catchy as you can for people to want to share it. People want to like it. The more interaction you have on online, those algorithms are going to say, well, people like this, so we're going to show it to more people, you know, but you got to post consistently about a single topic two, three times a day minimum. No, you're absolutely right. If you're, if you're not present, if nobody sees you, nobody's going to come to you. You know, if you open up, think about it. If somebody opens up, you know, a storefront, but all the blinds are down and there's no sign on the door and there's no sign above on the, on, on the, on the facade of the building, how's anybody going to know that there's a store there? They're going to think it's an empty space. Same thing in social media. If you don't post, no one's going to find you. And then, you know, you're, you're going to be left wondering why it didn't work out. Well, the reason, go look at yourself in the mirror. Another important thing that people need to understand is different social platforms for different sectors of activity and customers you're looking for. You're not going to post about, well, I'm not going to post about a new house that we're building on TikTok because who's the general target on TikTok? teenagers, young people, people who don't have homes, people who don't have anything to renovate. If I had a bakery, for example, made like cupcakes with like, I don't know, Pokemon style cupcakes. Well, I'd post it on TikTok you know, because that's the target audience I want to get to. I post a lot of my stuff on LinkedIn. I post a lot of my stuff on Facebook because we do have a service and it's an oil. It's an a demographic of a certain age, you know, that's, that's where I post a lot. And I know you're all, all active quite a bit on uh, LinkedIn because of what it is that you do in the target audience you're after. And you do a lot of it on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. I mean, that's, that's great. And I, I think people need to understand that what you do, not you specifically, but what they do has a particular platform for it. No, absolutely. And, you know, depending on what it is that you offer, like I know for you, you can't go global. You got to stay local. But, you know, for somebody like me, who's a business coach and a life coach for men, my business is global. With the power of Zoom, as much as you can love it or hate it, you know, it allows a lot of people in the service industry to go global. I've got, you know, I've got a client in France. I've got a client in Italy, you know, and then I've got a couple peppered around North America. So, you know, I'm, and it's not like I ran ads in Italy to get a, a client for my life coaching service. You know, it was through one of my social media posts here. Somebody saw it, shared it. Somebody in Italy, you know, picked up on it and said, hey, let me give it a try. It's a journey is what it is. It's being an entrepreneur is quite a journey and you got to be ready for it. You got to have a strong base. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's management. You got to manage. So you're wearing so many different hats that you got to keep on top of it all or else you risk having it crumble. Moving on to, I think, segueing into the next topic, this multitude of hats that we wear. I mean, the, what's it I want to say? The learning process, getting into the entrepreneur, the, the study process, 
would you say it's more of a on the job learning or because I know there are programs in like um, higher education that you can go and study for business management and all that stuff. But in your humble opinion, is it worth it for, well, I guess knowledge is always worth it, right? Knowledge is always power. So you, you can, you can go get these classes, but the thing is, is at the end of the day, you know, my, what my motto is, right? It's the standard is the standard. Yeah. And w- whenever I tell that to an entrepreneur and they kind of look at me crooked because, you know, they don't understand what the line is. And it's basically, it's the effort, the ethics and the passion that you're going to put into your business determines your standard of excellence. And you got to be willing to raise that standard every single day. You know, you can have somebody who's good at math and they can answer a math equation faster than anybody else. Now put them in a boardroom where they got to present those numbers to other people. They may not be able to do it. So knowledge is definitely power because, you know, the, the more knowledge that we have, the better that we are. And I'm able to offer my coaching services because of all the experience that I've learned and gathered over the years, but you got to be willing to put it out on the line. You know, you, you can tell, you can tell a girl that you love her, but just saying that you love her isn't enough, right? You got to do all the actions every single day. You got to put it out on the line. So you can say, I want to be successful, but if you don't put in the effort every single day and every single facet of your company, you're not going to get there. So it's, it's a grind and you got to be, you got to respect that grind. And those around you have to respect that grind. Cause that's something that we're going to get into our next episode. Um, so a little bit of a preview. So if people are getting hooked, they'll know that they have to come back to episode two. Uh, but you know, it's, it's setting yourself up for an environment to succeed. And that's a great way to end our first episode and to hook you into listening to episode number two, where we will deep dive into the do's and don'ts of being an entrepreneur. Thank you uh, very much, everybody, for listening. And uh, that's episode one. Hope you guys enjoyed it and, you know, come in for the next ones. And, you know, episode one, it's like the, the pilot episode of a brand new series. So we're only going to get better and stronger as we go along. So. We hope that you'll be along with us for the ride. Take it easy, folks.